Greetings, I'm Edward Wallinum, also known by my music artist name, Dr. JD, and welcome to my new video blog or vlog named How to Win a Murder Trial Against All Odds, Criminal Defense Trial Strategies and Techniques. Building off of episode two, this is episode three, I Need a Bond. If you haven't already, please check out the introductory episode to this blog. Now this vlog isn't just for lawyers and law students, it's for the intellectual edification of everyone especially anyone who has encounters with the law, better known as the police. We left off in episode two, You're Under Arrest, talking about how too many police officers and deputies conduct a civil traffic violation and then unlawfully begin conducting a criminal investigation that leads to a violation of your constitutional rights when they end up arresting you on charges that never should have occurred. And then too often, you end up hiring an attorney who doesn't recognize that your constitutional rights have been violated. So they do nothing. They don't file a motion to dismiss. They don't file a motion to suppress because simply they don't know how to. They don't have the experience. But this episode three, I Need a Bond, is before we get to the point of a lawyer filing a motion to dismiss or a motion to suppress. This episode is where the criminal justice system begins with your arrest, you going to jail, and you needing a bond to get out. And that's because a police officer or a deputy found what's called probable cause that you committed a crime, which allows them to place you under arrest and take you to jail. Now to hammer home my point, when I talk about lawyers not having the experience or knowledge to file those motions to dismiss or suppress, and my professional criminal defense experience. Only about 50% of the charges when I was assigned to represent someone accused of a crime stuck. That means in about 50% of the total charges and cases that I had, I was either either to get the charges reduced, dismissed, or suppressed 50% of the time. How many lawyers are able to say that they can do that? I would suggest to you that here in the state of Florida, that every practicing criminal defense attorney with experience and knowledge of the system should be able to say that they are doing the same because that's just how our system is here in the state of Florida. You see, in the jurisdictions where I worked, I built a reputation with the prosecutors where they knew that they were gonna work harder than they ever worked before if they were going to try to sustain charges that weren't sustainable. That means where the police officer charged my client and there really wasn't probable cause or sufficient evidence. The prosecutors know that it was gonna be in vain if I was the defense attorney. It just wouldn't be worth it when they have another 120 cases on their docket and they're spending 10, 15% of the time dealing with my motions and going to court because I'm dragging them in there every time to argue why the frivolous charges should stick. So instead of going through all that, they just dismiss the charges. But I digress. You've been arrested on criminal charges. Now, depending on the severity of those criminal charges may depend on whether you're able to get out of jail the same day on a bond or whether you have to spend the night in the jail and see a judge the next day at a hearing called first appearance. So if you are arrested on a bondable offense, it's just a matter of if you're able to come up with the cash to bond out or whether you're able to come up with 10% of the bond amount to hire a bail bondsman who will post a surety for you so that you can get out of jail on a bond. Now the bail bondsman is simply an insurance agent that places a surety down with the jail or the court system 
that allows you to get out of jail basically with their bond saying that they're going to make sure that you appear to court. So what happens when you don't appear for court is what's called a forfeiture, meaning the bond that the bail bondsman put down for you, they forfeit. They lose money when you don't show for court. The flip side of that is a bail bondsman has the right to go and hunt you down and bring you into the court system. But we already know 99.9% .9 of bail bondsmen ain't hunting nobody down. They ain't going to chase nobody. They're just going to forfeit that bond and go about their day. Now's a good time to tell you that everyone in the state of Florida has a right to a bond, but with some exceptions. And we'll talk about those exceptions later. But to make this lesson jump off the page at you, I'm going to share a personal experience with you, a real live case that happened right here in Sumter County, Florida, with a crooked and corrupt judge by the name of Paul Militello. You see how it goes down when you're a criminal defense attorney is. I get a call one afternoon saying that I'm needed to represent someone who was just taken to jail by Sumter County deputies. I'm then retained by the person who went to jail. And after I'm retained, I immediately go to the jail to meet with the person before they even go to first appearance the next morning. So it's important in this lesson that you also see the benefits of hiring a lawyer the same day you go to jail because that lawyer can show up the next day for you at your first appearance, which is kind of like your initial bond hearing. So the same day that my client goes to jail, I'm hired by one of his friends. I go to the jail primarily to meet him, to learn all about him, his criminal history and background, because I know I need to show up the next day at his first appearance to make sure that he gets a bond and that he gets out of jail that day and that he gets out of jail, if not on a reasonable bond, on a reduced bond. That's what the lawyer is there to do. So the next morning in Bushnell, Sumter County, Florida, where the courthouse is, I appear for first appearance before Judge Paul Militello, who calls my client maybe fourth or fifth. He calls my client's brother who tried to kill him, who was also arrested on criminal charges of trying to kill my client with a gun at point blank range. Yeah, with bullets, bang, bang. Fortunately, his brother was a poor shot. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had a client to represent. And all of that foolishness went down right in front of their mother. Imagine that one brother trying to shoot and kill the other right in front of their mother. Believe it or not, that's a typical kind of fact pattern in a lot of these cases. So like I just said, everyone in Florida is entitled to a bond, but with some exceptions. Now that exception lies on whether you would pose a risk to the public or whether you would pose a risk to a person if you were released on a bond. So that's why we oftentimes see on television when someone is accused of killing another person or going on some type of crazy rampage of hurting people that they oftentimes don't get a bond because if they're that crazy and trying to get at someone as soon as they get out of jail they're going to go back to trying to get at that person and kill that person so what's the purpose of the criminal justice system if a person is just going to be able to bond out and go right back out trying to kill or hurt the other people or persons that got them into the jail in the first place. The other exception of getting a bond also deals with the fact that that person may flee the jurisdiction, meaning if you give them a bond, you may not ever see them again. So in the criminal justice system, when it comes to immigrants, I know personally 
that a person who's not from this country will probably disappear and you'll never see them again if you allow them out on bond. So that morning in Bushnell, Sumter County, Florida, where Judge Paul Militello, before he got to my client with each of the other defendants, he recited pretty much their name, what they were charged with, their criminal history, where they lived, and depending on where they lived, if they lived in the county, how much family they had in the county, and that helps the judge determine their connections to the, the county and the likelihood of whether they would flee the county if they were given a bond. So those are some of the questions that a judge goes through with every criminally accused at first appearance before determining the bond amount. But in the state of Florida, every judicial circuit has what's called a bond schedule. So the judge doesn't have to rely on their own subjective ability to determine of what a fair bond would be for someone. There's a bond schedule with almost every crime on it and what should be the standard amount for a criminal defendant, presuming all else is good on the rap sheet. The judge should stick with what the circuit has already determined to be the reasonable standard bond amount. But that's not what corrupt judges do like Judge Paul Militello here in Sumter County, Florida. No, he throws the bond schedule right out the window, especially when it comes to black people who are criminally accused. As you're seeing from this video blog, that there's a common thread of the entire system here in Florida being corrupt, all the way from the police and deputies to the prosecutors to the judges. And right here in Sumter County, you can't get a better county to make an example of this. You see, this is where the story really gets good. My client, I did not know, was a retired NFL football player. He had retired from the NFL because he sustained knee injuries while in the NFL. So for that reason, he didn't have any criminal background. He had never been in trouble a day in his life. In fact, he was a local millionaire, unbeknownst to me, and surely unbeknownst to Judge Paul Militello. So what did Judge Paul Militello do that morning? He looked at my big, black, intimidating looking client. And instead of determining that his bond should be the scheduled $10,000 bond, he looked at him and said, $50,000 bond. Although he was shot at, he didn't even have a gun. My client had a screwdriver that he used to defend himself against his brother who was shooting at him with a gun. Nonetheless, Paul Militello multiplied the standard bond amount against my client times five. So instead of paying maybe $1,000, 10% of $10,000 to get out of jail, my client would have had to pay $5,000 to get out of jail on a $50,000 bond with a bail bondsman. So this example should be teaching you how judges, prosecutors, and police are like are able to take advantage of people that they are able to pull in the system, especially when they don't have a competent lawyer there to represent them. They get away with this type of foolishness, which is unethical, is dirty, is wrong, and is thuggish. Now to add insult to injury that morning, Paul Militello didn't care when I shouted out, are you crazy? The bond amount is $10,000. Here you go with a $50,000 bond. It wasn't until the white, blonde hair, blue eyed prosecutor stood up and said, judge, we have no problem with you following the law on this one. I mean, that's just how it went down. And this stuff is recorded, people. I'm not making this up. This is still public record. 
and it wasn't until that white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed prosecutor stood up and told Judge Paul Militello to follow the law that he did change it from a $50,000 bond to a $10,000 bond. So you see, folks, from this example, why it's important that the day that you go to jail, if you're going to have a first appearance the next morning, you may want to have an attorney there for you because I was retained to represent this client with $5,000. Just my mere appearance at his first appearance saved him $4,000. Another example of why it's important that you have an experienced criminal defense lawyer, because sometimes I've been brought into cases after which the public defender or what's called the regional council was representing someone who was sitting in jail and criminally accused. Do you know I've represented people who were sitting in jail for months and their public defender or regional council never filed a motion to set a bond for them? So people sat in jail for months until I'm assigned to the case and literally within a couple of days, literally day one, I'm filing the motion to set bond if one hasn't been set. And every time I'm able to get someone who's been sitting in jail, who's sorry attorney, public defender, regional counsel, wouldn't even file a motion for them and been sitting in jail, I'm able to get them out of jail within a few days of my representing them. That's what I'm talking about here in Florida when it comes to inexperienced attorneys who don't know what they're doing, so they're not doing anything to protect your constitutional rights. So you can see my passion and my emotion that comes from seeing the harm that's done to people that comes from their own attorney's negligence and ignorance. Now, one thing I didn't talk about in this particular episode that I'm going to talk about in another episode is the difference when it comes to trying to get a bond when you violated your probation or you violated your community control meaning that you're kind of serving a sentence, but you're not serving it in jail. You're out on probation. But while you're out on probation or community control, you're accused of violating that probation or committing another crime. And in those instances, people who've been through this know, you oftentimes, you're not getting a bond. I didn't talk about that in this episode because I'm gonna save it for the episode where I talk about violations of probation as well as community control. And in later episodes, we'll revisit this NFL case. So you'll see how it goes because of course, how this one goes, before we even get to arraignment, I get the state attorney to dismiss and drop all charges against my client because I put in work. I hired experts who did the job in the investigation that these Sumter County detectives didn't do. I did it. I brought the full investigation of the case to the state attorney's office. So that before we even got to the arraignment on the charges, my client's charges were dismissed, thrown out. So stay tuned for episode four, because in episode four, you're going to see how I distinguish between trying to get a bond on new charges versus someone who's already on probation or community control or someone who may have a lengthy criminal history or who has failed to appear for court in the past. I'm going to talk about that in episode four and how that distinguishes from like my client in this case who had never been in trouble a day in his life yet still the judge found it to charge him five times more the bond schedule we're going to talk about these things a little bit more in episode four this is dr jd with your video blog how to win a murder trial against all odds criminal defense trial strategies and techniques thank you for watching Goodbye.